Hi, my name is Agile, and I support Gen X Grown Up through Patreon, and I believe you should too. Just go to patreon.com slash genxgrownup. Drawn and Paneled is the comic book showcase podcast from Gen X Grown Up. Every Wednesday, we bring you news, reviews, interviews, insight, and commentary on the comic books we love from the golden age to the modern age. Welcome back, Drawn and Paneled podcast listener, to this, our regular edition of the Drawn and Paneled podcast. With me, as always, today is Jason. Hey, everybody. And we are ready to dive right in and do a whole bunch of talking all about some comic books. What does oh, that sound like to you, Jason? Thing. Oh, my yeah? favorite thing in the world. Yeah. <laughs> have you been having a good time since the last time we did one of these podcasts? Yes, I have. I've read a lot of good comic books, and but I, this is always the highlight of my week is to wow. talk comics with you, George. Talking comics with George is the highlight of your week. I it could is. not ask for a better co-hoster. You get a raise. What are you making right now? Let's double that money right now. All today. right. So two zeros. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, without further ado or more pay increases, let's jump right in. Let's go. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, does whatever a spider can. Spins a web any size. Hey there, Drawn and Paneled Podcast listener. I want to take just a second to tell you about something you didn't know you were missing. I'm John, and along with Mo, hey everybody, and George, hey, how's it going, guys? We are Gen X Grown Up. Gen X Grown Up is a website, YouTube channel, and audio podcast by and for Generation Xers, kids of the late 70s and early 80s who may have grown older but have refused to grow up. Every week on our podcast, we cover media, games, tech, toys, comics, games, and pop culture of yesterday and today through the eyes of guys who grew up loving that stuff. And every other week, we do a backtrack where we pick a single nostalgic topic from our youth and dig in deep. You can find us anywhere you listen to your podcasts or find us right on our website at genxgrownup.com. If you're a Generation Xer or know someone who is, I hope you'll check out Gen X Grown Up. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown up, grown up. George, what's happening in the world of comics. <laughs> well, there is quite a bit going on. I know we've done news segments in the past and everything, and we kind of wanted to expand this out a little bit so that we could cover more than just the news. But the first thing up on the agenda is a little bit of a news item. Netflix finally dropped the final hammer or the nail in the coffin on the Marvel Cinematic Netflix universe. It oh. canceled both Jessica Jones and the Punisher. Man. Well, I think we saw it happening that eventually yeah. those two were going to go too. Right. I mean, it wasn't going to be long in the two, three, either one of them. Although I will say that apparently they did film the last season of Jessica Jones, which will be released on the platform. But yes. then after that, it's done with. Now, one thing that I'm curious about, I wonder if this is kind of like we've all been lamenting the fact that they killed these wonderful series, Daredevil, you know, obviously probably the favorite of the group. Yes, and I then agree. Luke Cage was there. They even did the Defenders for one season, which mm -hmm. I kind of liked. I know a lot of people didn't, but I enjoyed it. Right. But let's say that 
they decided to cancel all this stuff for just Netflix didn't think it was getting ratings, which we know is not true. It was definitely getting ratings. Oh, yeah. I think, however, it might be due to the fact that I think Disney and Marvel might be teaming up on some kind of an online Hulu Netflix style service, and they may launch it with some of these titles. Disney is doing a, a streaming app, and there is okay. talk of Mar- there is talk of some Marvel shows. It keeps changing though. What Marvel shows? It's been stuff that's more tied to their movie universe, like. That one time there was a Loki and Scarlet Witch, and then it changed to just a Loki, and then a Vision and Scarlet Witch, and then a Nick Fury and a Falcon. Yeah, I've seen the Nick Fury stuff, but there's still going to be room for these on there. It's not like they're just going to do one or two shows, and then that's all they're going to need. Right. DC kind of made that mistake, right? They came out with one show, Mm -hmm. and... It's kind of the show is good, but the service is floundering because they didn't really build it out properly. Kind of the same trap that they fell into with their film universe, right? They didn't build them up properly. So the movies haven't done as well. Exactly. And I think we're going to find out more once Avengers Endgame comes out because they like to keep stuff close to their vest as far as plot and storyline, something they focus on heavily. And I think we might see more once Endgame plays out. And we might see what actually will be on there. That makes sense. Some other news, George, more comic related and movie related is Aftershock Comics. It's a powerhouse indie publisher. They produce a lot of good comics. Yes. Yeah. They're probably number like four, number five, somewhere in that range. Right. They're behind image, but they're they're kind of equal with with Dark Horse, I would say. They're pretty close. Boom Studios, Aftershock, Dark Horse, they're all kind of in the same They're realm. all in there. I put them with Boom Studios and Dark Horse. I think that's fair. Yeah. They have hired a, this is an interesting title. Uh, it okay. was a VP or UK VP for film and television development. Wow. Okay. So that sounds like A, they're going to base their production studios in the United Kingdom, which is very cool. There's a lot of great talent there. Right. This is a vice president, which means they've probably already hired a president at some point, and they're building out a whole film and television group. I mean, Aftershock is doing some great things. I know one of the people over there, one of the publishers there, and I'm a big fan of a lot of the stuff that Aftershock does. I can't wait to see what they develop out of this. They've got some very interesting titles and turning those into film and television properties could be really awesome. This guy, his name is Dan Shires. He has experience with Disney and Fox of getting shows picked up internationally. So part of his role is getting, you know, some of these properties that are being developed, picked up in UK and international uh, markets that they're developing. Wow. So there's a few that they're working on. Animosity, Lost City Explorers, uh, and then they're also working with Image on a TV adaption of the Image book God Country. So some exciting okay. things coming out of Aftershock. Nice. That's really, you know, good for them. I'm glad to see one of the smaller independent companies taking on the realm that has been dominated by Marvel and DC for so long. It's nice to see somebody else stepping in and doing their part. That's really cool. Well, before we get out of the what's happening segment, I want to talk just briefly about what's happening with us. 
because I think that's kind of important. <laughs> yeah. What is happening with us? <laughs> well, we've got a couple of conventions coming up that we're going to be attending. We've been invited to cover Pensacon. So we'll be talking about that after this weekend, which we're recording this right now in advance of the Wednesday dropout. But the weekend just before this episode drops, will have been at Pensacon in Pensacola, Florida. It's right. a nice size convention, probably right in between your small local scale and your mm-hmm. giant megacon. A lot of fun stuff to do there. Some great guests will be there as well. And of course, tons of comic books. So we're going to talk to you guys about that when we come back right after Pensacon. But just after Pensacon, the very next weekend, which also happens to be my birthday weekend, we are going to be at Infinity Con in Lake City, Florida, which is a really cool convention. You guys have probably heard some of their commercials here on the podcast of recent. Mm -hmm. Those are some great guys. They run a it's a smaller convention. It's more of your local convention, but they have still had some great guests over the years. One year they had almost the entire cast of the Battlestar Galactica reimagined series, which was really cool, including Edward James Olmos, who I got to sit with for like 45 minutes because nobody realized it was him that day. He was just (laughs) sitting there by himself and I just hung out with him. So we get to go there. I'm actually going to run a booth for Scout Comics. They have asked me to hawk some of their wares, so to speak, and we'll be having a Gen X grown-up table at Infinity Con as well. And Drawn and Panel, of course, will be there circulating around the convention floor and yeah, talking absolutely. with all the new comic book artists. It'll be a lot of fun. Yes, we will definitely be there. So if you're in Lake City and recognize us, say hi. Uh, and we'll definitely <laughs> give a con report when we get back from both of these conventions. Convention season's gearing up, and I know we'll be at a lot more this summer. Oh, yeah, no doubt. I wonder what's going on down there. Looks like somebody broke into the Midtown Museum. There he is. Get him. Spider-Man. Don't let him get away! Is the world of today getting you down? Well, then why not check in on some of the good stuff that happened this week in movies, TV, games, and more 30, 20, and 10 years ago this very week with our show, 30, 20, 10. You may have seen NBC's TV movie, A Twist of Fate. A Nazi who became a Jew and for decades he got away with it. How could you do it? Ben Cross, Veronica Hamill, Twist of Fate. Premiere Sunday. Yeah. A Nazi who became a Jew. If we, oh my God, it's the reverse Stephen Miller story. <laughs> if we hadn't had... And now I have to see it because like the scene where they show him like a Nazi who became a Jew, that little clip on the YouTube video... <laughs> is like the Joker's transition. Oh, he had plastic. The story is he had plastic surgery. So what plastic surgery did you have, my (laughs) friend, to make yourself look more Jewish? (laughs) Just a a Nazi trying to do the right thing. Jump into the past with 302010 every Thursday on LazerTimePodcast.com or iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for our roundtable segment. This is a segment where we get to talk all about the books that we love, especially the books that we're currently reading right now. And one of the best parts about the roundtable segment here on Drawn and Paneled is that each week we bring you a special celebrity guest. This week, it is creator Ralph Singh, who writes a book for Scout Comics. The book is called Zinnaber. Ralph, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm fine. How are you? (laughs) We're doing great. Ralph is actually coming to us all the way from Germany. Wow. Actually, he put forth this. He 
effort. He's actually recording. It's midnight where he lives right now, and he stayed up extra late just to talk to us. Ralph, we really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, my, my no, normal work time is until 4 a.m., but I had a lot to do today, so I had no time to make a power nap or something like that. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm fit. I'm fine. <laughs> well, let's jump right in then. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what Zinnaber is? Because I know our listeners would love to hear about it. It's a great book. Well, the, the setting is pretty simple. It's basically uh, Walking Dead with dragons. So there was, <laughs> there was a dragon invasion. And uh, the main character grew up in this world. And she she has this very deep hatred against dragons because they killed their parents. And, but she never had the ability to do anything against them because they're undefeatable in the storyline. And then she meets this young man who has some really crazy ideas how um, they could defeat the dragons now. And she totally jumps into this... Uh, the whole story is about how far would she go uh, to to make these ideas go real and fight against the dragon. Now, I know that some of the people out there, if they've read Zinnaber, I know I've read all the issues so far. It's a really great series so far. It's got seven issues out. A lot of people will start right off with saying that it reminds him of Reign of Fire. Number one, because right. the first setting in the first issue is London, which is where mm-hmm. Reign of Fire was set. <laughs> Number two, you've got dragons who have taken over the dominant form of the planet. You know, humans are having to live underground or hiding in bunkers and all that kind of stuff. It feels a little bit like Reign of Fire, but this is a much better version of what that could have been. I enjoyed that movie, but this is way better. Oh, yes. And there's a couple of neat little things in this book that I wanted to ask you about. Issues one through three were all pretty standard. You were learning the history of the environment. You were learning about the backstory of the characters. You were finding out some of their adversaries and everything, stuff that you would expect to see. Then we hit issue number four. And I wanted to specifically ask you about issue number four, because in issue number four, there are several segments that have completely different artwork they seem to be told in a slightly different voice almost a little bit with the characters. Some of them are historical. I think most of them are. And I was just curious, what's the reason for the departure in issue number four compared to issues one through three? Uh, Well, the main reason is um, because I did a Kickstarter in Germany and one of my last stretch goals was if I get enough money, I want to hire a some some artist in artists in Germany, uh, which I really like, and pay them to make some stories. Um, I like I like writing uh, scripts, uh, and I like working with other people, seeing what they they do with my scripts, and uh, getting some money together to pay them uh, in a decent rate was was a good chance. So uh, uh, that that was the main reason. Okay. Uh, Okay. Yeah, it worked really well to do that, by the way, because issue number four and five, they like four at the end of it, and then all throughout five, you're Mm -hmm. moving the story to Africa. Really cool. I loved all the dragon work and everything. Another thing that I wanted to ask you about, what is with these humans that look almost like zombies that seem to be (laughs) in league with the dragons? These guys are kind of weird. What's going on with those guys? Yeah, so... um the main idea I had was uh, that um, there are dragons who have some kind, 
something like avatars going around. Dragons can't speak themselves. They need some psychic connection to, to uh, individual people and use them as kind of messengers and scouts and that kind of stuff to communicate oh, with, okay. with other people. So uh, these uh, dragon avatars are, are connected to the dragons directly. Uh, and in the story, uh, dragons are always trying to connect to humans who have some uh, tendency to violence and anger. That's why uh, they're oh. uh, after. Uh, that's why he's after. Uh, one of the avatars is after James because of James' violent past. He has a very violent past. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's yes. a former military officer. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. And he ran away from that and had this daughter thing going on with Claire. So the dragon's so, chasing him not to eat him. The dragon's chasing him because he wants to make him a part of this avatar thing. He wants to start controlling. Yeah, yes. Okay. Because ah. uh, hu human emotions are, are like drugs for dragons. And, and uh, <laughs> <Okay>. especially <laughs> anger and, and rage is something really like, like cocaine for dragons. How long have you been working on this or has this story been in the back of your mind because there's a lot of detail it, it looks like something you've put a lot of time and thought into well i think <laughs> it's like five years ago oh, wow. maybe longer uh, uh there was uh i think uh there was this uh story in the book from dostoevsky um the um uh, great inquisitor it's in germany the course inquisitor it's a story uh about the human nature and uh it made me it, it's very it's it's a lot about uh that uh human has a tendency to to uh to hate and to to have deep anger in him and uh, in them and they need to be controlled so this idea about the human nature was always following me my head it's a great book i've been on board from issue number one it's up to issue seven now has been released and i know there's more to come this is one of the top books from scout right now everybody loves this thing thank you zinnaber is an awesome book and it's one of scout's top issues right now but we've got a couple of other books that we want to talk about here today on the round table jason what book did you decide to bring to us i picked out vindication from image comics it's a crime police procedural book. Nothing as exciting as dragons. We have a wrongly convicted person that's after a decade is released from prison. And this follows really the cop that put him behind bars. We get the sense that this police officer still is suspicious of the gentleman that was released. And he's also, he has a temper. Um, he may not do everything by the book. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I don't think we get the sense. I think he definitely is still suspicious of this guy who's yeah, getting released. There's right. no gray area about it. Like, you're not like, well, maybe he will give him the benefit of that. No, he hates this guy. He's ready to throw him back in right outside the prison when he walks out. Oh, yeah. He even goes as far as to shove him down on the ground, which is a big no-no. Mm -hmm. That that doesn't oh, yeah. help your case at all in no. front of the guy's lawyer. That's even... Right. And there was even like some cameramen there or something. I mean, so there was some, this guy, this cop is a little rogue. You can tell he's been on his own. Right. But he has a mission and he believes in it. Now, the thing that I found interesting is I don't know if he's right or wrong. I haven't been able to tell that yet. No, the, the first issue really, you don't get the sense if he's right or wrong. 
Uh, he's following another case that we find out at the end is linked to the person or that was released from prison that he's suspicious of. So, you know, who knows where this is going to go. I was expecting, you know, being a comic book, a twist or something kind of fantastical. But what we get is a pretty um, standard police procedural with a rogue cop. But there's some excellent artwork for a lot of talking heads and dialogue. The artwork is very very good. It does draw you in. It reminds me more of True Detective than mm-hmm. it does Law and Order. Yeah, which is a good. I would thing. go with True Detective. Yeah, which is absolutely a good thing. I mean, Law and Order was good for its day, but after the like the twentieth different version of Law and Order, you kind of get flavored out of the whole thing. Right. True Detective is definitely a renaissance of cop procedurals, and this is right in that same vein. The main character reminded me a bit of Fox Mulder. Um, it was exactly what you said. You don't know if he's right or he's wrong, but he's following his, his, his path. Mm-hmm. And that makes the, the character uh, kind of likable. Uh, he has some, some mission uh, we want to follow and see if he's right or he's wrong. Uh, right. That's the aspect I like. Like yeah, I thought they did really well with making you care. And not just about the police officer, but a little bit about the guy he's after. I was right. kind of, I was like, well, maybe that guy is okay. You know, it's kind of hard to tell. So I don't know which guy to root for. And that's one of the best kinds of stories that opens up and you're not really sure who's right or wrong. I think right. that's, you know, as opposed to, you know, Superman, right? You know, Superman's right. And whoever's fighting him is wrong. That's just the end of it. There's no gray area between those two. But with this, I love the fact that you're just not really sure. And depending upon who you are, when you read that book, it could be something completely different than it is for somebody else. And with the guy that was in prison, you know, he was apparently wrongly convicted and was in there for 10 years, which Mm -hmm. that's that's a lot of time. And that's stuff that happens today in society. We see a lot of incidences. So it was very relatable in a sense. Ralph, do you have that kind of thing happen a lot in Germany? I know here in America, all the time now, we're having old convictions overturned due to DNA evidence that's available now, or we find out that somebody falsified some evidence and they let somebody out who's been in prison for a long time, and it turns out they really didn't do it. Has that been a phenomenon that's also in Germany? Well, not not that much. Um, okay. We, we have... We have uh, I feel like we, we have some more issues about politics uh, going against immigration uh, mm. at the moment. Mm. Okay. Uh, the same way you have in the U.S. Uh, uh, yeah. Probably also <laughs> in, 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 in... We in have some political things going on here in the U.S. Yeah, right absolutely. now. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's, that's in the foreground. But at the moment, we have a lot uh, issues going around about... Uh, racism in the police force. Uh, okay, well, that uh, still okay. kind of relates to this a little bit. I mean, there's some definite racial undertones in this book. Police corruption is seems to be a universal concept. I don't know that that's what vindication is going to bear out or if it's going to be that this guy got away with something he really did and it turns out that he's really an evil guy. But I'm interested in finding out how this story plays out. It's only issue number one so far. And once again, it's image and, you know, image is all about quality. So 
this is probably going to be a pretty good series. Yeah, absolutely. We've talked about two good books. George, what do you have for us to bring it all home? (laughs) Well, you know, (laughs) I decided this week I'm going to go to something that I know and love. There is a video game that we have talked about nonstop for the last, I don't know, year and a half, ever since we started the podcast series on Gen X Grown Up. That video game is Life is Strange. I wasn't aware of it, but there is a comic book out And I finally found it a few months ago. And man, is this thing filling that itch for me. If either of you have ever played the game or heard about the game or seen about the game, I'll give you just a brief description. It's essentially one of these decision-making games where it's all cinematic. You make a decision or two, and then that decision influences the rest of the game. So it's not the shoot-em-up, first-person shooter kind of stuff. It's not a role-playing type of thing as far as like real-time strategy kind of stuff or anything like that. But It's all about heart. It's all about story. The basic story is this young girl comes back to her old hometown after years of being away in another city. She meets some people there. She finds this girl. She saves this girl by being able to use this power that she develops of rewinding time. And when she rewinds time, then she can make a different choice and affect how things turn out. That video game is unbelievably good it's one of my favorite things to ever play and this comic book picks up right after the video game ends life is strange one ends right after a giant storm in the city and then Mm -hmm. there was a prequel video game life is strange before the storm and now there's another thing that's out there now that's a new season and stuff that's going on but i'm telling you what's the truth man is this thing really good it falls back to the original characters that i know and love and it tells them in a new story after that video game something that we hadn't saw before what did you guys think i enjoyed it i i heard you guys talk about it on the podcast of the game uh it's not one that i've played yet but it definitely sounds like it's in my wheelhouse uh i like messing with time and timelines uh we've got a couple things out right now you know uh russian doll from netflix plays around with timelines the umbrella Mm -hmm, academy does so this is definitely my wheelhouse uh i enjoyed it it's a really good book ralph do you like this kind of book as well or is this something not really in your normal wheelhouse i I more remember the video game i I remember i what I viewed the whole game on a stream. Oh, so, okay. So I okay. Did, didn't play it myself, but I watched someone else playing it. And it was still very enjoyable because it doesn't feel really like a game, mm-hmm. uh, more like a good movie. Uh, that was really interesting. Uh, I remember that streamer played that game over the course of uh, a few days and I really enjoyed coming home from work and then watching her play that game. Uh, And it was like watching a good movie after or more like a series because uh, I watched it over multiple uh, sessions and it was like a really good TV show. Well, that's, and that's how they Mm -hmm. set it up. It was all episodic. There was five episodes of it. I mean, they were released different times and stuff. Although I didn't start playing the video game till after all five of them were already out. Now that I'm playing the second season, you're playing episode number one, then you got to wait four months for episode number two. And it's just killing me. Like right now I'm in the middle of episode number two, but I only want to play it for like 10 minutes at a time because I know it's going to be another two or three months before episode number three comes out. But at least with this comic book, it's only a month in between the different issues. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I hate when a new TV show comes out that I really like 
and I have to wait for a new yeah. episode. <laughs> Binge watching has <laughs> definitely ruined yeah. our ability to wait and be patient for new content, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. So this is really character driven. Uh, yes, very really character driven. Story. Yeah, it's a really good story about uh, some really interesting characters. Each character ha- in the story has, has a lot. Story. Sure. And if mm-hmm. you played or watched the video game, you get a feel for the voice. And that was one thing I thought was very exactly. effective. Whoever the writers are of this book, they know these characters really well because they are really perfect with the character voices in each one of them. I mean, yeah, the cadence of the speech and everything, it just flows mm-hmm. off the page. It's such a good book. They're just releasing issue number four. And I I tell you what's the truth. I can't wait for that issue today. Oh yeah, absolutely. The cover artwork of the books is awesome. I, I mm-hmm. enjoyed just uh, looking at the cover artwork. The first issue has such great cover. Yeah. And also, the other issues have great covers. But... And I loved how they they tied in the beginning of each issue. It has the little Polaroid photographs, just yes. like were used yeah. in the video game. Yes. I mean, I, nice little tie-ins here. I like that a lot. That, that was good for somebody like me that didn't play the game and is not familiar with the game to give us kind of a fill in of how it fits into that universe and what's going on. So I appreciated that a lot. And I liked the look of the Polaroids and all that, too. Yeah. Cool. yeah. Great characters. There's no doubt that these are three wonderful books. First, you've got dragons eating humans in Zinnaber, and then you've got cops and bad guys, possible bad guys possible going bad after guys. each other. Right. In Vindication. And then you've got arguably one of my favorite video games of all time in comic book form in Life is Strange. Guys, I think this was probably one of my favorite roundtable segments ever. I know it's a trap, so I'd better move cautiously. See anything yet? It looks like something's moving up there, but I can't be sure. If I use my web to get to the top, I'm bound to be seen. But I'll have to chance it. The Via VHS podcast is changing lives. Here's some testimonials. Bill from Tallahassee, Florida says, I was able to quit my job and get a Ferrari, just like Magnum P.I. Sue from San Diego, California says, Wow, it really helped with my crippling depression. Thanks, Via VHS. And Tom from Charlotte, North Carolina says, It cured my genital warts. Wow. Listen to the Via VHS podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Now it's time to talk about what we're picking up on New Comic Book Day. And as always, we start with our guest. So, Ralph, what are you picking up or reading or excited about right now? So, uh, I just came up with a Kickstarter project from one of my favorite artists, Bart Sears. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, okay. I fell into love with him uh, lots of uh, many years ago when he was working at First Gen mm-hmm. uh, on the path with uh, Ron Mark. He did such a good job that book. And I think that book was the reason why I started making comic books myself. Oh, wow. So, oh. <laughs> Bart Sears was a very big inspiration. For me. And so he's he got a Kickstarter. Yes, he has a Kickstarter. It's some kind of an art book, a sketchbook, and uh, it has a lot of tutorial stuff, uh, how to draw, draw stuff. Ooh. This oh, series, very cool. Uh, Fruits and Babes uh, in, in, at the Wizard magazine many years ago. Mm-hmm. And he uh, put that stuff in this new 
book, but with new content and updated versions of that. So there's a lot of learning stuff about anatomy, how to draw muscles, poses, wow. and that oh, kind of stuff. I sounds like something I want to pick up. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're if you are interested in comic book art and want you want to improve your own art, it's it's a great pick. And there's a second book which I think is kind kind of better because in this book uh, you have some basic uh, figures in in blue lines and uh, it's printed on drawing paper so you can pencil over that basic figures and use what you learn in the first book and make some really oh, drawings like a workbook almost. Oh, that's that's yes, neat. It's it's a workbook. It has uh, I, I haven't checked how many pages it has, but it has some really cool poses and uh, shapes you can work with and make full drawings of that. Well, make sure you give us that link then because Jason definitely needs to put that in the show notes. Yeah, absolutely. Jason, what stuff are you looking forward to? Well, on Wednesday when I go to the shop, I'm going to pick up Bone Parish number 7 from Boom Studios. That's one of our one of my favorite series right now. Oliver number 2 from Image Comic, Word number 2. That that's one we talked about on the last episode. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Word wired word, weird whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was definitely weird. We'll see what number 2 is like. And Punk's Not Dead London Calling number 1. It's a punk rock ghost story. Oh. It looks really cool. Um, okay. It's about a kid and his friend that's a ghost and they get into all kinds of trouble. The ghost is like a punk rocker named Sid. So like Sid Vicious from the Sex nice. Pistols. Yeah. Right. So I don't know if that if there'll be a tie into that, but it's definitely got that kind of 80s punk vibe to it. That sounds cool. So, George, what is in the allowance this week for New well, Comic Well, first Book of Day? all, the allowance is completely blown out of the water this week. I'm totally screwed right now. Oh, there man. are so many damn books coming out that I'm going to end up buying. I'm probably going to end up with a divorce after this week. Ooh, I, well, this I've is got bad a couch week. for you to sleep on. <laughs> I, I'm going to need one. <laughs> so... First of all, the first one that I want to talk about, I'm not 100% sure if I'm actually going to buy it or not. I'm super interested in this because of my love for all things film noir and mm-hmm. old radio type stuff. It's a book called The Spirit, The Corpse Makers. It seems to be that it's going to be a hardcover, big volume type book. So I don't know how much this thing is going to cost yet, but mm. I'm I'm definitely interested in it. I might pick it up. After that, Amazing Spider-Man number 16. I know you're shocked, Jason, because you're the Spider-Man guy. I am. <laughs> the reason why I'm picking this one up. They're starting a new Craven storyline, and we just got through talking about Craven in our saw, last episode. I saw that. Yes, that's that should be very exciting. <laughs> it does. It looks really cool, and you know how much I enjoyed that story, so I want to pick this up, see what's going on. Uh, after that, we've got Firefly number four, greatest science mm-hmm. fiction television show of all time. I'm also going to grab Oliver number two. I didn't grab issue number one, but I'm going to see if I can find that copy as well, because I like the whole twist on the Oliver twist storyline. Right. Uh, John Wick number five, Fight Club three number two, mm-hmm. Star Trek The Q Conflict number two, and I'm not done, that's only halfway. Yeah. <laughs> the Wicked Righteous number one, Life is Strange number four, which we of just course. got through talking about. Nobody is in control number one, uh, and then some scout books are coming out theoretically. You know, it's always mm-hmm. kind of hard to tell the way that previews and Diamond kind of mess with their shipping stuff, right? right uh, Once right. Our Land book number, book two, issue number one, Shadow Play issue number two, which is, by the way, in the same universe that Stabity 
Bunny inhabits Mm -hmm. and a new series called Wolfborn issue number one. All of those are possibly due out this coming week. So I am super looking forward to filling up on Scout plus all this other stuff. And then I've got to figure out how I can get it past the wife because I don't know if this is going to work this time. Yeah, I don't. Like I said, you can sleep on my couch. (laughs) Just bring bring the comics with you. Bring the comics. That's the whole thing, right? That's right. (laughs) Call me when you need to get out of the country. (laughs) (laughs) He might. (laughs) There you go. Let me down from here. Help! Help! The web will come down by itself, eventually. Meanwhile, you might get a new point of view. Spider-Man, come back. I'll retract everything I said. Help! Are you ready for Infinity Con Year 6? March 2nd and 3rd in Lake City, Florida. You will see Bob Layton, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate Tournament, a $1,000 grand prize cosplay contest. We will have artists, vendors, and more you don't want to miss this year. It's at March 2nd and 3rd in Lake City, Florida. InfinityConFL.com for more information today. If anything in this episode has piqued your interest, we put links in the show notes you can click on to find out more. Catch up on past shows and be alerted every week when a new one drops by subscribing to us wherever you get your podcasts. We love to hear from our podcast listeners, so email your thoughts, suggestions, questions, ideas, or complaints on this or any other episode to podcast at drawnandpaneled.com. And that will wrap it up for another edition of the Drawn and Paneled podcast. Gentlemen, I had such a great time today talking with you guys all about these wonderful books. But before we get out of here, I want to give Ralph Singh a chance to tell everybody where they can find his wonderful work. Uh, well, at the moment, you can find my book at Scout Comic. Um, the, I know the trade of my books, you know, that is coming out mm-hmm. because I just got a message that uh, they sent my copy. Oh. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> it, it will be fun probably out when this uh, uh, podcast release or may- maybe it's already out then um, so you can find uh, it at scout.com and I think probably then it will be out the special variant of the trade will only be available at the scout web shop so if you want get your hands on that one you should take a look at it and uh, I'm pro- I'm working on some other stuff at the moment but I think it could be possible that will be released then for the heavy metal pack shots Oh, uh, cool. science fiction uh, it's my second story in there and I'm really proud to have a chance that magazine absolutely uh, yeah, yeah it's, it's a great magazine and um, yeah I'm also working on my next pitch for my next project uh, which I'm only be right so it will be my first uh, writing only gig uh, it's ma- it makes me pretty nervous <laughs> at the moment <laughs> if Zinnerber is any indication I know it's going to be great uh, yeah, absolutely thank you alright and we will be back again in two weeks with our regular episode but we'll also be back next week with our special back issue edition jason what are we going to be talking about well george we're going to hitch a ride on a cree warship and go all the way back to 1977 to talk about miss marvel number one through three wow you actually wrote that down beforehand didn't you Uh, just in my mind (laughs) (laughs) 
Once again, Ralph, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, it was awesome. Ian was also a good chance train my English. <laughs> I think you did great. It's a big difference to write in English and then speak in English. And I'm planning to go to the convention United States this year. So it was a, a good training. There you go. Awesome. Jason, thank you also for being here every week. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. And we will see you guys next time. See you guys later. See ya. This podcast is an affiliate of the GWW Radio Network. Visit Geeks Worldwide at thegww.com for news, reviews, and opinions on video games, comics, TV, cosplay, and more. Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book. And together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.